Generally speaking, ad buyers are smart cookies, but for many, podcast advertising is just weird enough to keep them from playing in our growing pond. That's why it's incumbent on all of us to meet them halfway, taking the time to show them that just because podcast advertising is different, it doesn't mean it's not right for them and their clients. We too have rich and robust data to share with them when we collaborate together. Hi, I'm Brian Barletta, and this is the audio version of the Sounds Profitable article, How to Explain Podcast Impression Tracking to Digital Ad Buyers. Special thanks to Podsites for sponsoring this article. Podsites, podcast attribution. Go to podsites.com for more details. The power is my seal, and that's my dad's podcast. Can you say introduction? Introduction. Collaboration is the default in podcast advertising. The bulk of advertising and podcasting comes from direct interaction between the publisher representation and the brands or agencies. It's exactly why companies like Megaphone, Podcorn, and Advertise Cast were acquired. The ability to develop those direct sales relationships and transition them into operationally sound campaigns with multiple collaborators is a big deal. Okay, so, you so when it comes to tracking the delivery and the success of a campaign, no. most buyers new to our industry okay. are going to have okay, a different toy. set of expectations and approach okay, than many of us are used to. Everybody? The podcast advertising can space say, seems to be occupied with listening. far more people brand new to digital advertising overall, which isn't a bad thing at all, but it does mean that we need to make sure we're educated on not only how advertising works in podcasting, but also how the buyers are used to handling their campaigns and other channels so we can better answer their questions. When buyers have a hard time translating tools, metrics, and services between advertising channels, we get friction. And friction prohibits more buyers from choosing podcast advertising as a viable channel. But that friction can be soothed with education. Too often, we present podcast advertising differences from other digital channels as a negative, which limits our growth. We believe that buyers want a homogenized experience where they can purchase inventory centrally in one location across all platforms with little regard to what makes each channel unique. And while some buyers definitely do feel that way, we need to make less excuses for our space and spend more time educating everyone on how podcasting's differences make our channel better. So let's tackle one of the biggest differences between podcast advertising and other forms of advertising, impression tracking. To do that, I need to give you a quick primer on how impression tracking works in both digital channels and in podcasting. That'll help make sure you're equipped to educate buyers on the differences too. Can you say, what is impression tracking? What is Impression tracking is the process of validating the impressions a brand or agency purchased were actually served to the user and that the requested targeting matched. It's also the base level of technology used for attribution tracking, and most vendors offer both. In most advertising channels, impression tracking is mandatory for all campaigns and is ultimately the number that the buyer pays against. Impression tracking can come in all forms, from a one-by-one image pixel to a JavaScript tag, but they all generally work the same. The pixel or tag fires on the user's device at the same time the ad loads, sending back information to verify that the ad was served. Impression tracking vendors adhere to the certifications imposed by those industries, the most common of which are the IAB and MRC. And because virtually all impression tracking vendors and ad servers follow these certifications, Variance between analytics is usually within a single-digit percentage, negligible and perfectly acceptable. Since these tracking pixels or tags load on the user's device, the impression tracker can naturally gather information about the user who the ad was served to. This is a big part of why the other advertising industries are so concerned about the changes to mobile device IDs and cookies happening right now, because they can no longer get some of that information and can't leave third-party cookies on the user's device anymore. 
but IP address, user agent, and the content requested by the user is still available, which is the bedrock of podcast advertising data. As of this writing, there's no way to drop a pixel or a JavaScript tag to Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or any of the other podcast listening apps. But yes, we can still track the impressions. Can you say, what's different for podcasting? What's different for podcasting? Digital advertising channels have the ability to execute code on the user device, typically via web browser. But advertisers can't execute code on the user's device, even for those listening to podcasts in a web browser. Instead, podcast players retrieve files and data from RSS feeds, including things like artwork, text-based episode details, and the episode's audio file. The player then displays the data to the listener, without any way for additional code or pixels to be fired from the listener's device. But that doesn't stop the podcast hosting provider from doing a basic form of impression tracking. Without any pixels or JavaScript, the podcast hosting platform can confirm that 60 seconds of audio was sent to the requesting player, tracking a download. And if the hosting platform knows where in the audio file the ad was placed via dynamic ad insertion, they can track an impression to the ad itself once the part of the file has been sent. And if that campaign has a podcast-capable impression tracking pixel associated with it, the hosting platform can forward the user's IP address, user agent, and the content they requested to the vendor. All of that tracking, and indeed all of the podcast advertising impression tracking thus far, fires server-side. That's very unlike other forms of digital ad impression tracking, which almost always involve the web browser on the user side. Since impression tracking in podcasting doesn't fire on the user's device, Impression tracking on its own hasn't become a mandatory part of podcasting, but that's changing with more advertisers asking for attribution tracking, which allows them to better see the results of their ad spend. Even excluding the myriad benefits attribution tracking provides, many buyers are starting to require impression tracking on their podcast ad buys because of the value in being able to see impressions across all of their campaigns, not just podcasting, in their central reporting platform of choice. That reliance on server-side tracking instead of user-side tracking seems logical to us, but it's different enough for other digital channels that some buyers assume podcasting isn't a measured medium, or at least not measured well enough. You and I know that's not the case, but it's not an easy argument to win, especially when podcasting is constantly compared to digital display and video, which operate with both a certified ad server and third-party impression trackers fired client-side. That's part of why I constantly emphasize a better comparison of podcasting to terrestrial television, radio, out-of-home, and social media influencer marketing. It's a big reason why I wish we'd stop constantly clamoring for more data. It further exacerbates that faulty perception. Asking for more often looks like you're not getting enough. And we have enough. Can you say collaboration is key? Collaboration is key. In digital display, it's very common for buyers to include impression tracking and even attribution tracking in campaigns on their own. Buyers often provide a JavaScript tag that the publisher serves directly, which then makes another call to the buyer's ad server for the creative and even additional tracking tags. Today, we can mimic that completely in podcast advertising, except for firing user side with a vast tag. It allows the buyer complete control over the creative and what pixels are included. That comes with a lot of limitations that maybe five hosting platforms that support both dynamic ad insertion and mass can offer today. But the success of any growing advertising medium is absolutely not found in steamrolling the unique offering it provides. When, not if, the issue of impression tracking comes up, it's a great opportunity to educate the buyer. Is the buyer only looking to validate the impressions? They're probably used to impression trackers like Google's DCM, which does work in podcasting, but on its own terms. 
podcast-specific trackers like Chartable, Claritas, and Podsites, along with universal trackers like LeadsRx and LoopMe, provide the same base functionality, along with providing more podcast-specific insights and follow the IAB or ODL standards for impression tracking. Is the buyer's goal to get their podcast campaign data in a cross-channel dashboard? Most hosting providers can export data in the format the buyer needs to present the campaign if their default impression tracking partner doesn't work in podcasting. All of the podcast-capable trackers can offer the same and are motivated to make it as easy as possible for the buyers to have their data all in one place. Is the buyer looking to also understand attribution? While impression trackers like DCM can work in podcasting, their attribution methodology doesn't work because they won't attribute on only an IP-based match, which is the identifier we get in podcasting. So you, the publisher, have the opportunity to present a podcast-specific attribution partner that can help the buyer achieve their goals in this medium. Is the buyer looking to provide an air check showing that the ad not only ran, but ran in the spot into the terms of the insertion order? While it's not possible to load a tracker on the listener's device, there are plenty of partners out there like Podscribe, Thought Leaders, and Magellan AI that download podcast episodes in the wild and capture the delivery of ad placements from baked into dynamic ad insertion so the buyer can confirm the ads were run. This level of interaction and collaboration solves problems before they happen and provides publishers the same data the buyer has, enabling the publisher to optimize the campaign in real time or catch any issue as they happen. I've personally been part of digital display campaigns where the buyer added impression tracking and attribution on their own end, and after three months sent over an impression number easily 25% less than what we ran with. With no room to argue as we weren't given the data to fix it during the campaign, we invoiced off their numbers and the buyer let us know that the campaign didn't perform as they expected. I'd like to save you that pain. If we positively present the additional insight and results we can provide buyers for this collaboration, we can easily make this little bit of extra work look more appealing in the long run. Can you say wrapping it up? Wrapping it up. There's a myth in the podcast advertising space that what's keeping brands and agencies from adopting the format is a lack of data. Shreya Sharma of Inside Podcasting provided a great walkthrough of just how untrue all that is when she compared social media influencer marketing's decided lack of data to the comparably robust offering we have in podcasting. Results, education, and ease of use are ultimately what drives adoption of a new medium. Podcast advertising continues to grow, but where we fall short as an industry is being able to fully articulate the differences between different advertising channels in comparison to podcasting. We're the new kid, relatively speaking. It's on us to learn their ways and quell their concerns, making everything as accessible as possible for them to enter and thrive in this space. Organic growth absolutely will continue. Buyers eager to improve their results will self-educate and flock to the space knowing that we're just scratching the surface, and those with the best understanding have an amazing opportunity for rapid growth. But waiting around for those motivated individuals to seek us out isn't how the industry grows. We're going to need to be the ones that explain the difference. Thanks for listening to this narration of the Sounds Profitable article, How to Explain Podcast Impression Tracking to Digital Ad Buyers. Hey, do you want to tell anybody anything else? Tubes. <laughs> what do you want to say? Tubes. <laughs> what about tubes? In a bathtub. Can we say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye. Can you say thank you for listening? Thank you for listening. Thanks again to Podsites for sponsoring this episode. Podsites, podcast attribution. Go to podsites.com for more information. Special thanks to Ian Powell for engineering this episode. And thank you for following the premium feed of Sounds Profitable, brought to you by Supercast. 
And as you probably know, you can always visit soundsprofitable.com for more articles like this, product deep dives, and the official Sounds Profitable podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.